Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton, and sometimes Emmaus. Welcome to the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. And welcome to episode 44 wow. of the Lehigh Valley with Love. Every time we think we're not going to make it to we, one more. We've made it almost a year. <laughs> um, and today we have another in-studio guest, which makes it, it so much better. Yeah. Uh, we have actor Dan Roebuck. Well, uh, many studio. hats. Not ju- actor, I'm writer, sorry. producer. My father, father, American, American, uh, Christian, Christian, Bethlehem, Bethlehem native. Bethlehem native, all that, yeah. I wonder what you know when you what what what. what hi everybody, it's Dan. <laughs> I don't know, you know, like what. How much can they fit on a tombstone? We're gonna need a bigger tombstone, I think. So well. you're you're in the area. I mean, we're we're gonna talk about getting Grace in a little bit. Thank you. Um, and how is it? Is, is it fun to come back? Because I know, like, if I grew up here and went out to L.A., I I don't know how excited I would ever be to. Return. No, do you know? Can, I want to tell you guys something. Now you you travel, Tyler. Uh-huh. You yep. travel, George. You but you've been around. Sure. Here's uh, you know, some places are great places to be from. Right. Uh, Bethlehem is a great place to come home to. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I loved being from here. I was uh, blessed to have grown up here. Where your your studio? I don't know if uh, <laughs> people the studio high atop Bethlehem here. Yeah. Uh, the studio I'm glad you're impressed. is is within about uh, seventy five feet of my buddy Chaz Keller, oh. uh, the house that he grew up okay. in. So I've been in this neighborhood. My father, by the way, used to tend bar at uh, at the Hawthorne House. Wow, that's the Bayou now. That's, a, that's yeah, the Bayou since the Bayou. So we, I have great memories of being a child. That you know, my father, by the way, would be in jail uh, if this <laughs> happened uh, now. But you know, he would go to work and he'd be stuck with us two brats. Yeah. So he would just take take us to the bar. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've seen that. I think <laughs> I was raised in a similar way. <laughs> we were. I remember sitting in the in the Hawthorne House once, and there used to be there's a, a memory of Bethlehem, folks. There used to be a payphone on the wall that was opposite <laughs> the bar. But in the bars, if people remember, the payphone and the bar phone are connected. Like you could, you <laughs> okay. could, someone could call you in the payphone, but you could answer it at the bar. So the the phone rings, and I say to my brother Johnny, "Answer it." <laughs> and like an idiot, he does. And my father picks up the phone at the bar at the same moment and sees my brother. Uh, and I'll never. I'm seeing it like as a Scorsese movie. It's in slow motion. Yeah. I'm seeing my father. Jump over the bar to smack my brother. That's Don't ever touch the phone. Are you out of your mind? Anyway. What are people calling the Hawthorne house for? Are you, are you Get open? a couple of shots of Jameson yeah. before I get no, there. You know, can you, can you? They always had, everybody had these codes, you know, like the, the phone was there because you would call your wife and let it ring three times and hang up. That way she knew you were coming home. Right. Right. And But then you'd get the dime back. Do yeah. you understand? Because it was oh, a, yeah. not a connected call. Uh, so it, it's just, did you guys ever listen to the red tapes where they call the bar? Oh, oh, oh yeah. the old yeah, guy. From, yeah, the uh, old guy in, in New York. I'll, I'll cut the Z's, Z's into you. Which if you get that dime back at the Hawthorne house, that's probably 
a six pack, right? You could <laughs> buy. Back, if you go back to 19, <laughs> Those <are> the days. <laughs> 1969 or 70, oh, such such great days. Anyway, so your answer was, was your question was so brief. My answer was so long. I love coming to the yeah. Lehigh Valley, you guys. And I love that I've been able to uh, bring art back with me. But guess what happened while I was gone? It's become a thriving artist community. Uh-huh. So that's a blessing too. You know, so ask like with um, things like the obvious one is kind of Arts Quest with that revival. The Steel of that Stacks area. campus, yeah. But have have there been things from because I've only been here twenty years? Um, things oh, from your he's, he's a interloper. <laughs> yeah, you're a carpet <laughs> bagger. Yeah, you I came come down from, from uh, hell. You're not a true. I came down from the northern uh, northern Pennsylvania area. Where 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 were you from? Uh, Honesdale. Honesdale. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's like five people there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not anymore. Now there's four. <laughs> yeah, four. everyone's like, "Where's that fifth guy?" <laughs> well, he's in the uh, valley <laughs> now. He's in the valley. <laughs> but have there have there been are there significant things from when you were you know graduating or, or before you left to now that have that you're th- so excited about? Or well, ArtsQuest is yeah is an is an obvious uh, is an obvious thing, and the the uh, creation and the uh, the worldwide renown of Music Fest has been extraordinary mm-hmm. to watch with with pride. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, because you do have have pride. You're like, oh, that's that's my area. But I'll tell you to also things like the Allentown Symphony, the Pennsylvania Playhouse, mm-hmm. the Civic Theater, mm-hmm. uh, Munapco, uh, Touchstone. Uh, there's there's other art institutions, the Allentown Art Museum, of course. We we're just talking about other institutions uh, that have brought art to the Lehigh Valley for generations mm-hmm. and generations, and they're still thriving. Yeah. So, um, but ArtsQuest is, is obvious, yes. The Music Fest is an obvious addition to those those crown jewels. But I, I really do think that what separates the Lehigh Valley from uh, other places, and I've, I'll tell you guys, I've traveled the world. I'm yeah. Not, I've traveled the world. And there's no place like this, especially... Respectfully, Bethlehem mm-hmm. um, is unique to my heart. Uh, and when we made Getting Grace, you know, we made a movie about an old-fashioned guy uh, who had to kind of be reborn. And I kept yeah. saying that that's what Bethlehem is, uh-huh. you know. And everybody thought when the steel left, this is before your time, George. Right. But when the steel left, people thought, well, that's that. Right. You know, while you were moving in, everybody else was moving out. Uh-huh. But those who stayed, you know, got to see the the entire area flourish right right so then so would you the main the, the main character of getting grace was that uh did you have somebody from bethlehem in mind or like somebody close to you in mind as uh something that you modeled that character after no um the, well in the movie the original writer jeff lewis wrote a, a movie called bending spoons and there was a character named grace in it uh, mm-hmm. who's very much like the character in the movie and uh, she was also very much like my daughter. Uh-huh. Now, there's I met a little girl here at the studio today. One day, yeah, you'll probably hear her in a little bit. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to. <laughs> it's hard to see such a beautiful little girl and think that one day she could have so much impact. But every child certainly can. Um, but my daughter was like the lead character in the movie. So I, when when Jeff and I did our rewrite, we rewrote it, uh-huh. Tyler, to uh, I, I imbued the character with more of my daughter's right. personality. And so that's who it is. And then I met a young girl here in Bethlehem named Madeline Dundon, who, uh, I'm, when you see the movie, she's she's marvelous. Yeah, wow. Thank you for asking. Yeah, uh, 
So you you went to you graduated from Becca, right? Bethlehem Catholic High School grad, uh, class of eighty one. I look younger. <laughs> <laughs> was it was was uh, entertainment always on the mind? How did you get? Yeah, like, did you go right from? Because you know, obviously we know we've met people who who've had aspirations like that. Like, how did that kind of work for you from from here to there? You were yeah. like Pennsylvania Playhouse. Yeah, I grew up. We see a lot of people. Yeah, um, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um. So since I was a little boy, six, seven, seriously, I talked about being on TV. Yeah. When I'm on TV, you know, and, and I grew up about a half mile from here. And when, <laughs> you know, admittedly, if you're some kid in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania in 1968 saying, when I'm on TV, yeah. people think your mother dropped you. Something, <laughs> something happened that's not right. Because you might as well be saying, like, when I'm on Mars, right? Right. So, um... I've thought about it ever since then, and I look back at those early years, you guys, it is odd. I don't know how to explain it other than I've always created something. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to have a magic show, which you know I did. My mother, I was an impressionist. My mother would write jokes for me, and we'd work on the routine. Were you the together. kid that would show, like, make a performance at holidays so it could gather the family? <laughs> well, around? you know, I, it's un funny you say that. I don't think that was me. Now, I don't think that was me. But what I would do is, once I discovered this ability, Tyler, I turned it into a money making <laughs> operation. Yeah. There you go. I, 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 I still have the letter of my first hired job where I was an impressionist, and they hired me to do. Uh, my routine that I had done in a talent show and they paid me $10 and my routine was 10 minutes and I remember oh, that man. night you know that's still the going rate at yeah. New York yeah. City <laughs> Comedy Club so <laughs> right a dollar a minute I was in the high cotton I remember <laughs> I remember coming home I, I was maybe 11 or 12 and I I was like oh dad yeah I just made a dollar a minute <laughs> yeah how much do you make? <laughs> Get the hell out of here! I'll smack it. So these, this is this never goes over well. This question uh, with your with your parents, um, but uh, you know, uh, I so I've been performing that long. I was in a circus. We there was a Lions All Star Circus when I was twelve. I joined the circus. Uh, I didn't run away to it. My mom had to drive me. Um, so uh, and that's true. And then I did I did my. Uh, you know impressions and then i found the theater at 13 all in all what what ultimately happened was i realized that if i wanted to really make this dream come true i couldn't do it here yeah as you yeah, discovered yeah, right you know you can learn it here right and grow up here mm -hmm. but you can't i don't know that you can make a living at this point in time maybe things will change well, right it's just because that's the industry is is in that location you know whether it's yeah. new york or it's diversifying more since I've gone out there, but it is definitely you. You're not you're not going to be discovered in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, right? Unless you're Madeline Dundon, yeah. And I come here, <laughs> but you know nobody nobody had left before to come back to to find me, so I had to go be found. Right, right. So do you? Uh, you have um, experience in in theater, live performance, and on TV camera acting. Wh which one is more comfortable? Which one do you prefer? Do you like being in front of a live audience? Do you like, you know, be, being able to take a second take? Like, what is more uh, it's so, fun? It's, it, 
look, you're a comedian, so you understand. I just made that joke about my mom driving me to the circus, and you both laughed. And that made me feel good. I was like, yeah. I landed that one. Yeah. That one landed. You know, they don't all land. That one landed. Oh, they don't, no. They don't all land. <laughs> and uh, and I like that, uh, that immediate feedback that uh -huh. you two graciously gave me. Um, so... It's, a, you know, it's different, I guess. I still do a lot of theater. I, I had my own theater company that I, I can't say it was mine. A theater company we started in L.A. and uh, entertained a lot of people, um, which was great. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do enjoy that, too. But uh, then another thing happens, you know. So, like, I'm, I remember being in, in uh, Canada. We're shooting a... a, a movie or a tv show i can't remember what i was working on but i remember when i wrote a certain joke in getting grace when jeff and i were doing the rewrites and i remember thinking of the joke and i remember typing the joke and now it's extraordinary to walk into a theater while the movie's playing yeah and see people laugh yeah. then like that's, exactly when i knew they would laugh yeah that's something that's isn't that crazy i like that because with stand-up i know because i write yeah if you fail I wrote, like a, bad. a pilot you, you, that got like live table read and it was more fun hearing the joke that the uh was read i had no, i was just sitting in the back then it would be me saying the joke right. like you know in, yeah, in, in hearing someone else in dialogue it's yeah. more it's cooler to feel that reaction like oh my god they they would laugh at this part you know so yeah, like you can't. It's it's almost like you can't recreate that feeling, and that's kind of that's why it, this is happening, right? That's why you do it, right? That's why we do this kind of stuff. Well, we we I I mean, if you choose to be an entertainer, um, generally you've discovered that you have you have that ability to, um, in my case, make someone laugh or or cry, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think the foundation for so much and uh, that any entertainer could do is in the theater. Um, I recommend it to everyone. I mentor a lot of actors. That's like my service to the world is mm -hmm. I give give the gift of my time because uh, there's a lot of people, you know, they do it to comedians. They do it to actors. I'll bet there's someone like, you know, I will teach you how to be a podcaster. Yeah. And there's mm -hmm. someone who's going to try to make money off. Uh -huh. you. Oh, yeah. You see yeah. that constantly. Even constantly. Like what we do is social media wise, you know, you, you see these people on social media say, "Hey, pay me a hundred dollars, and we're going to show you." How well, to yeah, well, there's always six secrets too, and right. five. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. five like, hidden. Just, how about I just tell you? Yeah. yeah. Well, so that's what I'm. That's what I've decided to do. Like, uh, I, I don't want to get off topic of what we're talking about, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying that uh, I mentor a lot of young people, and I always direct them to the theater i say mm -hmm. go back and you'd be surprised how many people find themselves in hollywood who want to be actors who've never acted before <laughs> and it's extraordinary to me because i've only ever acted right you know, i've only ever performed so if you're 28 and you're late to la and you're saying i want to be an actor i think brother you're about 17 years too late yeah and, yeah. and why is it is it because theater you just you're so naked up there or well you have to I, practice a craft more? i know you may go to different uh theater than i do but i will do but the next time next time you have tickets please please call um, many free ones yeah i'll come to any any naked play anytime uh but would you know what I think it really is? Is because you you learn timing. Yeah. You learn, uh, you learn what works and what doesn't. 
I, I see a lot of uh, amateur work because I travel so much and I try to be uh, supportive of yeah. art wherever I go. And oftentimes I think, my gosh, if someone would just have these people stand still, like they, they're not, no one's learned yet that you just have to, you know, you don't want to step while well, I'm doing the joke. You can't move yeah. or you're doing the joke. That guy can't move. Uh-huh. And, uh, I've, I've enjoyed in the theater, just like in the movie when I, when I direct, uh, I like to say to an actor, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stop. Say the first part of the line, slowly turn, mm-hmm. and then say the second part of the line, you'll double your laugh. Yeah. Hmm. And then they do it, and they come out, and they go, how did you know that? <laughs> well, you just know it. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, if I could tell you the other thing, so, I, so you don't think that I think I'm some kind of genius. <laughs> everything, and I mean everything that I've learned, I've learned from classic television and movies. Uh-huh. Everything. Television's a little more unique because uh, the cuttings... Uh, the the cuttings more for uh, geography in movies the cuttings sometimes to direct you a certain way but if you're watching Jackie Gleason on the honeymooners in a wide shot mm-hmm. watch him and Art Carney interact yeah and watch how one's moving when the other's not the other's moving when the other's not watch how they one will set up to joke and the other will knock it out that's when you really learn this process and so you became you're obviously a student of the game right so you're constantly learning is that how you made the you know obviously you learned acting you know you, you weren't did you go to like acting school or I, anything i do please don't uh, uh hate me um i didn't go to acting school well, yeah I, I i did go uh, once for five weeks to the pennsylvania governor's school for the arts which doesn't exist anymore unfortunately but thank god here in the lehigh valley you have uh, the Lehigh Valley Charter High yeah, School Charter. for the Arts, which is one of my my favorite places on earth. I always say it's my alma mater because <laughs> if if uh, Becca if it had been there, then I would have not gone to Becca. Right. But uh, but I love Bethlehem Catholic uh, actually, obviously. But um, you know, I was I was different. You know, I wanted to do this. Um, but yeah, I think that sometimes I see movies made by people you know low budget movies or whatever or big budget movies or people and i think has this person ever seen another movie <laughs> i do i watch it because you do you watch um i don't know what I'm, I'm assuming you watch a lot of movies but on amazon prime it's like the the bargain bin of of yeah. streaming um, well you, you can, can find some horrendously awful that that are then entertaining movies but i you know, with not having that eye, uh-huh. but I still feel I'm like, wow, there's a lot of things that you think. Well, you, you think do. you think, oh, this looks that sounds interesting, and then I mean, you <laughs> you watch it and you think, did why is the what are they doing? With, like, there's no pacing, mm-hmm. there's no so the, shot takes forever, and I've seen, yeah. The thing that's happened, and it happens with anything when when um, when it becomes mass available. Look, mm-hmm. in the old days, <laughs> you know. The great, the great novels, Treasure Island, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't. Most people weren't educated, so most people didn't know how to, you know, write an effective sentence. Uh-huh. So most people didn't become writers. You know, now everybody <laughs> could be a writer. Yeah. And frankly, well, you can also put everybody a blogger. can podcast. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> can podcast. Well, we and I got my start from from blogging. You know, literally, I had a job. And in my downtime at the job, started blogging, and it's the same thing. Like, you know, everybody can do it, but it still takes 
you got to be at least kind of good to go to Well, you must, level. George, you have to have what you have. You, are, you obviously have the ability to communicate effectively. Mm-hmm. Now, again, there's just, and it's the same sometimes with movies. You know, it's all digital media. You can shoot a movie on your phone, mm-hmm. right? That everyone's, just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a thing that, as a parent, you say to your kids all the time, just because you can <laughs> doesn't mean you should. So, uh so there's a lot of there's a lot of content podcasts blogs films theater being created but it's it's uh sometimes there's no like understanding of how the entertainment you know what 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 the dialogue really is the dialogue being you're entertaining an audience you're not just bloviating right uh and that's why art for the sake of politics sucks yeah you know and we're seeing a lot of that lately we're seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot Lisa, of... It's so easy to make something. It, it, well, content. Why, why would somebody want to take the time to learn People focus on creating content mm-hmm. and not entertain. Like, and not entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and so if you're like, well, we're going to, you know... I mean, honestly, it's what... I know we always hear bad, you know, oh, the, you know, there was a, uh, the blacklist. Well, mm-hmm. like, you know, I got news for... I hate to break this to people, but the communists had infiltrated Hollywood and they were putting into Hollywood movies an ideology that represented a socialist communist thinking. The rich guy was bad. The poor guy was good always. Uh-huh. Uh, 100% of the time, the the poor guy was always better than the rich guy and the rich guy was always trying to steal from the poor guy. And, and if we lived in community, it was better and we don't need family, we need community. Mm-hmm. All those ideals are are in a lot of the movies that we saw in the 40s and 50s and and so they agendized our entertainment and that stuff they've agendized doesn't last yeah but you know a you know just a simple frank capra it's a wonderful life you could literally watch it every single year of your life and be completely entertained uh-huh. because the agenda was celebrate recognize god's gift and what you have mm-hmm. uh so anyway yeah, you're right. I mean, and you're you guys, like you have this other business. So, like, I get that a commercial a business when you're commercially promoting something should be agenda. That's yeah. the agenda. Oh, yeah. But if I go see, and I remember the first time it was obvious was you'd go see a Lethal Weapon movie, and the, right in the middle of the shot between Mel Gibson and Danny Glover talking was a you know, fur is evil. You know, like a poster in a police station. And that's the first time I went, well, A, that poster would never be in a police station. (laughs) So they've, 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 they've actually, uh, they've jettisoned verisimilitude. Uh, That was a Richard Donner movie, respectfully, because Richard Donner's wife was like vehemently pro animal. (laughs) So, so now I'm watching a movie and all of a sudden in the middle of the frame is something that makes me think, oh, this is just a movie. Yeah. You watch The Godfather, there's no nobody's agendized anything. Do you think that 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 hurts the artistic integrity a bit, right? Do you, I honestly I do. Yeah. I really do if something if something is shoved in somewhere uh for the purpose of teaching a lesson. Right. Like, you know, let the whole thing be the lesson. Tomorrow, right, 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 you right. Know? And go like I I'm curious right before you came up here, we, you know, we were going through some of your uh films again which really run the gamut in terms of and, t- and television too. Well, it's, just, it's comedy. It's there's horror movies in there. And I've watched um, before I knew you were really from Bethlehem. I've watched your films, you know, and 
since you've been <clears throat> all over the spectrum, like, is, is there a, a way that you look at a script and say, you know, I want to be in, in Halloween or, or I want to be in this comedy film? Like, how do, how do you a, choose? It, do you have a criteria? Honestly, it's such a great question. And any actor who would sit in your state-of-the-art studio and <laughs> suggest... What's your favorite part of the studio? Real before my, you just... my favorite part of the story is the 17 RoboCop. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you guys, there's... Uh, I mean, I, I what I did like is, you know, I don't know if your listeners are aware that we have the masseuse here. I'm actually getting a, a, a pedicure. Wait, hold on. Uh, no, no flower. No flower. I'm sorry. Um, I like. Well, she's the only listener. So she's, she's, yeah, have she's to... it. She, and she's and she's not watching. She's not listening at home. She only, she's here. She'll catch it later. Uh, she'll catch it later. Uh, wait, what was the question? How do you pick? Like, how do you? Oh, I you know. I so movies, no, I would just say if an actor like me, a character actor like. Well, you know, when I read a script, look, I got two kids in college, brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's how I pick a I pick a job. They want me to be in it? Okay. <laughs> you play a child rapist. Um, do I got to do it on camera? <laughs> no. Count me in. You know what I mean? Like I don't I don't have a criteria, but I'll tell you, God is good and I would said this earlier, God is in I know God loves me and it's because I have gotten to do every, I want to say this, and I want this to land. I've gotten to do every single thing I've ever hoped to do. Wow. I don't have a bucket list. There is nothing that I, that I need to accomplish that hasn't been accomplished. And I look forward to the opportunities that God presents to me. But I, when I was a little boy here in Bethlehem, I would make myself up. There used to be a place called Pulleys 5 and 10 that sold Don Post monster masks. <clears throat> and little makeup rubber noses and stuff and uh i would make myself up constantly because hmm. i was fascinated with old horror movies gothic horror movies like wolfman and frankenstein i'd make myself up constantly and i've done many movies in which i've sat down for a like a four-hour makeup job hmm. and other actors would hate it yeah and i'm like bring that on uh-huh uh comedies you know uh i'm in a like if any actor gets one movie that is an evergreen um look i have movies like if the great escape is on i watch it if this thing is on now we don't do this as much anymore because tv is mm has -hmm. now been altered how we watch it you watch it all in one day yeah, yeah you can you watch know. anything but you know if people always say to me God, when the fugitive's on excuse me they'll say when the fugitive is on i just sit down it doesn't matter where it is and I watch it. So to be part of that movie that everybody like yeah. everybody oh, yeah. loves, that's extraordinary. The Rob Zombie horror movies that have a very unique following. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's great. Um, and I'm in like well, I like, watched the uh, Soaked in Bleach. Oh, wasn't that? Didn't group. that guy do a good? And, that was a first time director. And I watched that. And again, I'll, I'll be like I knew I know of you, and, and that was one where I I watched it because it was Kurt Cobain to begin, and then I, I you know you came in. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, but that was like, for me, it was just really interesting to see you in that type of role. And it was just a, a very different type of film. Yeah. And that, you know, that it, Soaked in Bleach, you guys can find that. Uh, I play it was a, streaming. I don't know if it still is. Oh, oh, I hope it is. I play a guy named Tom Grant, who's a real guy. So it's rare. Like, I played a lot of real people. Like, I played George. Uh, excuse me. I played Gary Marshall. Leno, too, right? Leno, I played. I played Jay. Yeah, I played Jay Leno. <laughs> um, 
But this guy, Tom Grant, usually, like, I play Jay Leno. I had access to Jay Leno, uh-huh. but I didn't bother him. Right. I don't want to bother the guy. You know, I can figure it out. Gary Marshall, I, I didn't want to bother the guy. And Leno uh, had great feedback oh, for he you, was, right? He, he loved it. He was very gracious to me. Uh, he, uh, The other guy who I could give two craps about, David Letterman, uh, <laughs> he was very cruel to the guy, the expert actor who played him. And well, so yeah. I always got to say I get to play the good guy at least. <laughs> Because uh, Letterman's a miserable, awful human being. That's clearly evident by everything he says and does. <laughs> it turns out he's a also, I guess, uh, not really, not really the. He's on a pedestal of some sort, but I don't know why. Because he was sexually harassing his staff. That's right. uh, you know uh, what I mean. Yeah. Like, like everybody's human, and uh, and Dave was like cruel to John Michael Higgins, and John Michael Higgins is a great actor. Uh-huh. You know, like I, I never understood. Anyway, so Tom Grant, a real guy. Um, so to play him and have him standing next to me on the set was a little nerve wracking. <laughs> but I think we did a good job in the intercut because it's like a, a very high end, like, let's say, episode of Forensic Files. Like the our recreation acting performances, I would say, are like, I mean, it was a movie. It was a whole nother movie. And my dad goes, you know, I started thinking you might be that guy. Because they would cut between me and Tom Grant, me in the past and Tom in the present. Did you do any stuff? Did you do any forensic files? No. Or you, no. Or you were a little bit above that. We, I'm like, not a, no, no. I'm my, a, uh, my <laughs> wife, her mom was in a couple episodes. Yeah, I don't know. If, you know, my wife is in, in your, your studio. She's at the other end. I don't know if she can hear us talking. <laughs> but She's not in the soundproof yeah, section. My, my wife is addicted to forensic files. Oh, I love I it. Have I watch to, it every night. Dude, I have to say, I, Tammy, I don't know if you're aware of this. But if something happens to me, they'll be able to see what you watched. Like, you watch the ID yeah. Discovery Channel. She like, watches, I can lose a remote. Doesn't matter if that's on. Just, that's I can on. watch it all day. I don't mind. I don't mind my wife watching Snapped, but I do. <laughs> I do mind that she's got a notebook in. <laughs> that, that three for three. This guy. This that guy. does bother. But uh, no, I'm not above. Look, I'm sitting here. I'm obviously not above anything. Hold on. <laughs> Four. I went for the four. Wait, 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 it was bad a thousand, folks. It was so easy. You've already, already been here for <laughs> yeah. half an hour. It's yeah, I, gotcha. He's already oh done better than me. <laughs> uh, but but uh, you know, I, I you asked earlier, how do you pick? I rarely say no. Sometimes I say no. <clears throat> but I'm in a position now. Let's say uh, I audition for 25 percent of the stuff still, and 75 percent of the stuff finds its way to me. Uh, and when it comes to the 25%, I, I audition with everything happily. I don't think I'm above it. I don't think, oh, you know, how dare they not just give me the part? Well, maybe that's, that's maybe <laughs> not true, but I still audition. I was just on nine one one a few weeks ago. Okay. And what's uh, your audition process? Well, that's what I'm trying to get. You know, this book I'm writing, uh, is called the audition is the job. And other truths that I've learned in the land of make believe. Tyler, you should read that. <laughs> well, t- you know, Tyler, I you're. I mean, everybody should read it. Yeah. Um, because it's empowering the performer. Uh huh. That's what it's about. So, my, what's my process? I control and empower the the moment as my moment. I can't control whether they cast me. Or right. Not. Yeah. There's so many reasons that you have n- actors are completely clueless to the reasons that they don't get mm-hmm. cast and almost almost never does it have a hundred percent to do with their acting yeah 
their acting is a factor, obviously, but you don't have control over the height of the the woman playing the other part. Mm-hmm. You don't have control over who hates who, who loves who. Uh, the you know the do they need to hire? Uh, you know, do they need to meet a quota for? Uh, minority actors mm-hmm. and if they do they're gonna you're you'll be the first to go if you're you or me mm-hmm. um so you don't know so i'm all about taking the moment that's 100 percent mine performing in it completely and making you know clear choices and then getting out of the room and if i don't get the job uh tammy can tell you she's here i'm i'm you know it doesn't change my life at all. You left it all out there. I did everything I could. I I did everything I could do. So, um, and you get, you've learned something else that I'll say to you both because you are both a little, uh, younger than me. Eventually, you learn this: what is meant to be is, mm-hmm. and that's a, a very powerful place to be, where you realize that you, you, there's a destiny that you must earn, but. Just trying to earn it doesn't mean you deserve it. Yeah. And and whatever is supposed to be will be. And, like, it takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah, yeah. You know? Even in, that's something professionally and also, like, in relationships. You well, got to understand like, yeah, that. Going no, through. you're absolutely right in relationships. Yeah. Like we started, you know, we my family lives in this house. We run a business out of it, you know, so there's always, like, days you're like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna? Are we gonna make it? Yeah. You know, type of stuff. But you do, don't you? Yeah, because we, ha- you know, part of it's like you have to, so we're gonna do it. You know, That's I know why. that you wake up, there's some anxiety. You're like, is, is, can I do it today? Um, but then you know, you find yourself throughout the day because you know I'm motivated to do it, and I have a lot of reasons to do it. Yeah, um, you've got yeah. you've got a lot of reasons. Look, uh, you're you're blessed because you have an obvious reason to do it. Sure. You've got Absolutely. a family. Uh, some people. Uh, get confused because they don't have that responsibility. But yeah. there's there's another responsibility, and I don't want. Uh, please don't turn off your 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 <laughs> your radio or computer or your phone or wherever the hell you're listening to this. But um, you know we have another responsibility, which is we are humans living in a in a uh, community experience. So whether you realize it or not, someone somewhere is dependent on you uh-huh. fulfilling fulfilling your obligations in life you have to get up you have to go somewhere you have to do something because somewhere else there's someone who needs you to do that you yeah. don't know who they are or what they are you don't know them maybe you'll never meet them but you know we all are dependent on each other and people uh, often see life in terms of and this is you know this is our culture the me culture uh, and people complain about the millennials but i'll tell you uh, I'm again see a lot of stuff in the world. It's not just millennials who no, think no. that they're the only, they're the most important person in an, in an argument. It's hard for people to have a a sense of what what's really expected. Sometimes is is better than you, greater than you. How, and, how, so when you're coming, like, how do you? And this is probably more of a personal question, like balancing personal life, you know, uh, between your dreams and aspirations work because you know sometimes there's personal relationships that have to suffer right for you to achieve and put all your focus into what you want to do where how do you find the balance in order to fulfill both yes so tyler um i'm not disagreeing to be uh uh to be disagreeable what i'm saying is i don't think in god's great plan that anything has to suffer for you to succeed Uh uh-huh i think 
that you need to be duly focused on every aspect of your life. And I said duly, but it's probably quantifically yeah. focused. Uh, and can I be a good husband and a good director and a good actor and a good father? Uh, I hope I can. Right. Uh, and uh, the way I do that is I don't compartmentalize any of those issues. I make them all one issue uh, because I know if I'm a, an ethical person, I'm a better American. If I'm a better mm -hmm. American, I'm a good dad. If I'm a good dad, uh, my children will help me make my movie or my right. I'll be a good husband to my wife. And uh, and I see it all interconnected. I think that the 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 real key is you have to find someone like I found. I've been married three times. I make a lot of jokes about it, <laughs> but um, you know every wife was uh, a supporter up until a point. Yeah, uh, and then there was a point where they didn't feel the obligation to support the the struggle right uh tammy i would say completely understands and gets it and is fully a partner in the struggle mm -hmm. um and you need someone who good or bad will that's how you'll know it's the right person right, right. Tyler. good or bad they're standing next to you well trust me like we, the fact that she lets us do this upstairs yeah <laughs> on a sunday she's right, like right. all right <laughs> Or uh, I'll take Friday. the kid for another hour, and you guys can go upstairs and record your show. So, so, so part of that process, right? Your career, the the, the timeline, you know, you, at what point did you know that it was like, well, now I can be a I can be a director. I'm confident oh. in my ability to be. I've acted. I've seen how. I've studied the game. I I or and writing. And I can. I know I can write something now. It, how did you know? All right, I'm ready to do that. As somebody that's conscious of. It, it better be good. I'm not going to just throw things that aren't good. You know, you, you're very, very aware of that aspect. Yeah. How did you know you were prepared to do that stuff? Um. Well, so I would say that I've wanted to do, to, I've wanted to do it for a long time. Uh, getting Grace was finally the opportunity to 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 do it. It's uh, everything came together as I think it was supposed to. Um. I, I, I did grow a great level of confidence in directing myself through directing myself in the theater. Uh, and then I surrounded myself, as I did in the theater, in the movie, with really great other talented people who could watch my back. So, say, I wasn't landing a joke. <laughs> I had someone who could tell me. Yeah. Um, I think I just evolved. Uh, again, I've always been, even before I left town, the last thing I did was I wrote and directed a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was performed, uh, you know, up until we, the play closed on my, my first, my, on my wedding night back in 1983. Um, so I had been doing it for so long, but finally bringing it to the movies, I think I, what, what I really maybe had was I had stored up enough favors <laughs> over That's three good. decades yeah. that I could be like, um, remember that time I came and I did that short film for you and you said I'd be out right, an yeah, hour yeah. and it was three weeks. <laughs> um, I need you to mix my sound. Like whatever it was, I'm using uh -huh. that. That didn't really happen. But I, I utilized every every, every uh, favor. And um, how is that? I mean, talk about getting grace, which people can now purchase they can get it yeah they stream, can get it online. on amazon prime yeah, the other, but but <laughs> hopefully the it's the cream movie. the cream that rises to the but top like that was that i mean was it always we're going to do this in the in the lehigh valley or did well, it was you... frederick maryland right oh no for, we showed it frederick you know it was initially oh, going to be okay. saginaw 
Michigan. Okay. It was a, the fellow who wrote the original script was from Michigan. Uh-huh. That was his hometown. When I got it, I really was like, I mean, it is, I, I really started wrestling it toward Bethlehem. Yeah. Immediately because two reasons. One, it, it it's it is set perfectly in this town, mm-hmm. and the movie's uh, uh, a uh, it's an analogy, uh, and uh, that the main character who represents God's grace is from a town called Bethlehem is not really a mistake. Yeah. Um, but I just knew we had a picturesque, uh, beautiful town here, uh, and it was you know it it may not have been easy at first for the other guys. To, to grasp that but the other thing that I had here was a support network mm-hmm. that getting grace would not look as well as it does as good as it does uh, if I did not have this town behind me well, it was fun because it was when you were doing the filming it was fun to see you either you or your cast pop up I mean it was like Billy's Diner and yeah, oh, yeah and all these other places that. and it was just fun to see the community getting excited that they're yeah. like hey we're a part of this too even if it's you know this little bit well, and, yeah. and I did, and I'll tell you, you know, we shot right around the corner from here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, the funeral home was okay. right yeah. there on Market Street, uh, and we were on High Street, and mm-hmm. I would, I, you know, we'd be shooting a scene outside, and I would see someone, you know, on their porch watching, yeah. and I'd walk over to them. I could tell you this happened five times, and uh, they'd say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that we were just curious, and I'd say, please don't watch from here. Please come over yeah. mm-hmm. to the set and be my guest no 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 i'd say no watch how we're doing it yeah. so i i really wanted to make this community feel like this was their movie and i i think that that we did succeed in that and and you know i i intend to do this again and again and there's no reason to not come back here if if we can develop this infrastructure to do it here um and I love that, you know, when we came, we're coming to the studio, I bumped into a guy who had performed in one of the scenes. Yeah, yeah. And then Nick, right Nick, outside. Nick outside. He, yeah, and then, he was just an, uh, an extra in Creed, too. Yeah. Oh, he's well. in Creed, too. And, yeah. and Nick, what Nick pointed out was, how strange is this? We shot the scene that he the was in day. two years ago today. Oh, yeah. man. So, you know, wow. you know, I always say there is no, you know, there's 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 not coincidence. It's wh- just God. You, say, you, you mentioned about... In the future, are there, I mean, I don't know how much you can talk about it, but are there plans for more stuff here? Yes, my next movie that I pray that I'll be able to make this coming year is called The Hail Mary, and I'll make that in Lehigh Valley, and then I have another one after that that uh, is set in the 50s that I'm still uh, ironing out, but that one, so Getting Grace is about uh, celebrating life to the fullest and appreciating God's gift. Uh, the Hail Mary is a story of redemption. Mm-hmm. No matter how far any of us fall, we can always come back. Yeah, we can come back. Uh, and the the third movie is really about family, and it is uh, a, a a comedy. And I'd say it's Christmas story set in the summer of 1955. Uh, so uh, I'm excited yeah. about I'm excited about that one. But you know. Being an independent filmmaker uh-huh. is, uh, you know, you, it's like walking out there on the, you know, you're on the oh, swim <laughs> standing above the sharks. Yeah. And there's a guy with a sword in your back <laughs> uh, because, you know, I have to I have to make the movie make a profit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so that I can get other people to invest or people might just want to come to me and say, I just want to be part of 
being of putting something positive mm -hmm. in the world. And you know, there's a lot of people who might invest for heart and not for uh, monetary gain. Uh, please find me if you're listening. <laughs> um, Just contact through your Facebook page. Yeah, right? yeah, anybody can find me on Facebook or through the Getting Grace page. But, but seriously, really, um, you know, I, I think that there's enough people making horror movies and there's enough people oh. making science fiction movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the studios have stopped making feel-good movies because there's no money in it uh, yeah. for them. So, so if you're not the if you're not the Avengers, if you're you know it's, yeah. it's yeah. I, and we had a hard time when our movie came out. Black Panther, you know, did so well. Right. They started taking our theaters from us. Yeah. You know, you spend months negotiating what theater you're going to be in, and then they're and they don't. By the way. They don't care, right? I've, it's something that I didn't know well, really. Then that, that's their bottom line. Yeah, they're like, know? we don't, we don't care about your feel-good movie. They just want butts yeah, in the seats. They right? want butts in the seats and whatever's going to put the most of those butts in the seats. That's that's. But do you feel? Because I've I've seen that backlash. I mean, I enjoy the Avengers movies. Obviously, these. Yeah, you know, movies. you like movies like but, I do. But you know, I also there's something to be said for a, a movie that has it's a story. You know, com as compared to a, a bank shootout or something like that. I mean, do you feel like we can get back to those? And, and Jeez, George, I hope we can, but I think, I think uh, us as independent thinking f creators have we. If we don't see it, we've got to create it, mm -hmm. and that's I. I don't see it. I mean, I. I just don't. I don't see a lot of the content that I like. My favorite movie last year was The Death of Stalin. I watched it like four times in a month because I thought, man, no one's, this is a smart, ingenious comedy, but it's, 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 it's point is so, uh, you know, poignant too. Um, yeah, I don't, I just think that if I want it, you know, I got to build it. Yeah. And it's not going to happen if what, somebody doesn't do it. What, where the, the shit, the shift for like, do you think social media or like Instagram like and how how short the attention spans are have something to do with why what w w like in, especially in the comedy world like you know the headliners will be somebody sometimes that are uh, Instagram f and they don't have they can't do five minutes of material let alone an hour but they fill the room and that's all the clubs care about so that's how it works but it doesn't make better people aren't having a better time right so but yeah. there had to be a shift between. People going out to see somebody because of Instagram or going out because they want to see a night. Like, you know, back in the 80s, I hear people talk like people would go out and watch a movie. They didn't know who was in it. They just wanted to go to the movies because that yeah, was they it. Just, yeah, I mean. And then discover nice and entertaining stuff. Where did it shift? The same for comedy clubs. I mean, you go to communities where the smaller clubs are and people would just say, I'm going to the comedy club on Friday. Yeah. And, and they didn't know who. Yeah. They, they didn't know who was going to be there. Why? Because there wasn't. You just assumed the comedy club was the gatekeeper yeah. and who they brought in was going to entertain you because yeah. there was no mass mass ability to sell yourself. Yeah. By the way, did you just see they pulled Kevin Hart yeah. off the yeah, Oscars? The I read he that pulled himself because of I'm I'm a nervous wreck for comedians. I'm not kidding. And I <clears throat> he tried to make a stand and unfortunately he was another in a long line of people who failed at. Yeah, and making the point that a I'm a comedian and b, you know what if it, it's tough too. I mean, not not protecting any of the words you use, but context eight years ago, 
when you see it in a tweet. I just it's just it's, it's difficult. It's just disappointing to me that somebody gets paid to bring people down. Like that's their job. Like isn't that kind of inherently wrong? Like it's 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 we're eating our own tail at that point, right? Well, like, well I do I do believe the entertainment business is in is in a a state of of weird shock. Look, I'm I grew up in the theater. I you know, my 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 acceptance, love and appreciation of the LBGT, you know, whatever mm-hmm. is historical and mm-hmm. and uh could I look back in my life and say, did I say a word that I shouldn't have said? Uh, sitting down with uh, my gay friends, probably, yeah. you know. And but do I want to be judged? Uh, I want to be judged by, by I want to be judged by the man I am, mm-hmm. not by any other thing. And if if you comedians, especially if you're if they're judging you by your words, we're in trouble yeah. because that's 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 just not good common sense humankind humankind is to allow the man to be the representation of himself right uh and we're 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 just you i think entertainment is eating its own tail i don't know what we can do about it um you know should anybody ever be harassed on a movie set or no should anybody say disparaging comments about somebody because of their sexual proclivities and uh, their desires absolutely not but nor should we make fun of republicans nor should we make fun of white people nor yeah. should we make fun of of any of the you know like if if everything's off the table everything's off the table yeah if one thing's on the table it's all everything's on the table, on the table. do you think they go hand in hand i think Why they people, should but they don't people, i'm saying people that you know we're in this culture where everybody's you know on edge but then they also don't want to go see a feel good movie. Is that is? Do you think we we're just no? I don't want to. Feel, I want to. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I disagree, <laughs> Tyler. I just I think people want, and I think people. I think they. If you think Kevin Hart's funny, he's funny. Mm-hmm. If he said something stupid eight years ago. He's still funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't pick Kevin Hart out in yeah. the lineup. That's how how completely uninvolved <laughs> I am. Uh, in 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 any of this i just and i don't i don't have a i don't have a, a horse in the race i just have yeah. i think culturally uh you know somehow the the politics of words is superseding the entertainment mm-hmm. that the words the words singularly are offensive are they offensive in a you know if you take the word out of tom sawyer yeah, you know, are you affecting the right. overall story? Uh, yeah, are you talking about the, we just we just did a blog on you know, all the Christmas songs you you shouldn't be allowed to sing anymore. Oh yeah, and, they, that's that's all. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you go on. It's 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 crazy. Well, and speaking of of movie stars, because we are getting we don't want to take up all of your day. Um, you know, you're there. You you've worked with some of the legends and i'm not i don't say that in a way i like to think they worked with me yeah yeah and i because it's a hard i'm not going to count that as a joke by the way that's just (laughs) factual that's but you don't want to take away from your career which has been you know probably more prolific than a lot of them but you know (laughs) harrison ford Tommy lee jones all these guys wesley Snipes, kathy bates uh andy griffith Griffith. i could drop names all day long do you have like a, a fun thing that pops in your mind like anything from like the hollywood elite like a fun story that 
I you, didn't, you know, you you guys would be so disappointed in me. It's not funny. So I found I found like we're sitting here in your studio in Bethlehem. I live in Burbank, California. Sure. I found the place in California that was as close to Bethlehem yeah. as I could find. Yeah. I walk out of my house. I look to my right. There's a mountain. It's just like here. Um, so I don't spend any time in Hollywood, really. And I don't go to parties. I don't do any of that. My of, of my favorite stories, that's a true story. When we were shooting The Fugitive late one night at the Hilton in, in Chicago, late, late one night, uh, and it was just, you know, it was a rare moment that it was just Harrison Ford sitting on one camera lens case and me sitting on the <laughs> other one, which, by the way, the camera crew hates. But, uh, you know, they're not yelling at Harrison Ford, so they weren't yelling at me. Um, but we're just sitting there, kind of spacing out 4 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, you know, he looked over at me and I looked over at him and we smiled and I said, I, I don't know what to say to you. And he said, "I understand." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's got to be a weird spot like, to be in. Well, what do you say? Yeah. What was it like on Tatooine? <laughs> uh, that was a set. What? I, I, I guess, know, yeah, like, I guess it has to be. You know, like what's it like to be that guy? Yeah. And poor Andy Griffith. You know, everybody thought he was Andy of Mayberry. Right. Now, he wasn't Andy of Mayberry, but he was Andy Griffith. Yeah. And what's confusing is it was called the Andy Griffith Show. So they thought Andy Griffith and Andy of Mayberry were a singular yeah. person. But a Andy Griffith was a much more complicated and, and, person. And as awesome as that must be to be, you know, world-renowned and famous, you know, at the end of the day, I'm sure there's part of uh, Harrison Ford that's like, you know, I wish I could walk into a Wawa and... Yeah, well, maybe sure. not a Wawa, but you know what I mean. Whatever I wonder, I you know, um, you know, some some uh, do. Tommy Lee Jones, I know, in where he lives, he does whatever. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Um, I mean, I think it's you. You can live whatever life you want, right. um, and you can engage or not engage. And you know, um, I mean, one thing all those people have in common is that. Uh, mostly they're just regular nice people mm -hmm. uh, in in with an extraordinary job, and if uh, look, I meet people and they're shaking when they meet me. It's mm -hmm. really well. George has a story. He saw you at a Wawa and was too well, nervous to approach you, know, you. I didn't say. I didn't want to. Say I anything did. I'm going to call like, you out on it. He was you paying for his stuff. What am I going to do? And George was like, I don't know how many how many. <laughs> Hostess Twinkies can one man <laughs> buy. This guy, uh, he's on a roll. Do? Like run up to him and be like, "Dude, I well, I don't." People I don't do know, it all all day long. Would well, you know what's weird? What's guy. what's funny is like, so Andy Griffith is obviously Andy Griffith, Harrison Ford, obviously Andy Harrison sure. Ford. Daniel Roebuck might be someone you went to high school with. <laughs> now that's certainly true in Bethlehem. Yes. Let's say I have the same experience in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. If I'm in Wisconsin, someone's, "Oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long." And I go, hi, how are you? They go, what? You're, where do I know? It's high school, right? Well, I just had a meeting, <laughs> literally, before I came home here um, with a guy. And, and he said, oh, yeah, Dan, Dan Robert graduated my sister. Um, I don't want to say. I'll say the last name off here. But he's like, yeah, you know, I, I, I met him a couple times back in the day. But what he, was his first, what's his sister's first name? Uh, I don't know his sister, but I know oh. the last name. I just don't oh. want to say it on air. Right. I'm we sure I wouldn't say it on care, air. but. Um, of all the terrible things <laughs> yeah. you just said, I mean, yeah. but no, he's that like, was yeah. the line. But I'm sure you get that, that too, because like when people and we we said this off air too, but we we live close by to where um, Jonathan Frakes 
grew up. Oh yeah, you know, right next well, door. That, we had, I mean, that's kind of why it's neat that yeah, well, that's why we've like started this podcast because what we found out is that there's so much, there's so many people and so much rich history from here. Oh yes, where you know there's no there's no bottom to it, right? And you there's know, also people currently doing things. Yeah. Who we've had and on that They may not be Super Hollywood stars But right. they're just as important As you know We tend to think of these extremes As LA and New York Where there's important And that's what the, So here. I appreciate Somebody coming back And making a film here So much Because uh, You know Obviously this is the place I love But uh, More than that I feel like it, w- The Lehigh Valley Would be a perfect place For Movies to be shot Right, because you know how Pitts, a lot of movies were shot yeah. in Pittsburgh yeah. for whatever, because it's cheaper or something. I don't yeah, know. Well, and they have it looks big, cool too. They have yeah. a big city feel downtown. Yeah, but I think the, I, I, I've, I've always been curious why the Lea Valley wasn't a similar like a, a destination because we're close to New York, close to uh, major airports. You have downtowns, you have cornfields, you have all these things. So why aren't more movies being made here? Well, I think uh, hopefully we're we're proving with getting Grace. That uh, there's a, there's a viability to that idea. Um, what what they don't actually have here is a a uh, metropolitan downtown. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they're missing. They have almost everything else. So Cleveland, you know, and Cincinnati now because the Ohio State is giving such big tax incentives. There, you're watching Avengers movies that you think are in downtown New York. They're in downtown Cleveland because mm-hmm. uh, they have terribly disappointed. They have enough <laughs> uh, enough you know city streets yeah that they could sell it mm-hmm. um i think that i've i think that i've i've i said i said i'm gonna cast the lead actor of our movie from getting grace and all of my professional friends said you're out of your mind i said i'm gonna find her in the Lehigh valley is what i was trying to say and uh we did and she's a star mm-hmm. now that's one kid i found madeline dundon uh and then i found all my other supporting kids there's a core there's here. Three quarters of a million people. Yeah, dude. Know, and, and and by the way, you don't have to be a, you don't have to have starred in a movie to be a movie star. I went to California and I starred in a movie eight months later. Why? That was my destiny. Mm-hmm. Is the movie good? No, it's terrible. But it was my destiny. Yeah. Uh, and I earned my way to my destiny. And then I was starring in another movie a year and a half after that. So, uh, but I had never starred in a movie before, and I didn't have to work my way from from one line to five lines to ten lines to twenty lines. Like you know, I came in, I came in the the guy. Yeah. And since then, you know, I've had my comeuppance because <laughs> I've gone all the way down. Rob Zombie, he likes to put me in a movie, and he likes to kill me within <laughs> seven seconds of me standing. He, on he does that to most of people. <laughs> yeah, that is no. That's a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly, you're gonna die in a Rob Zombie. I think I'm the only guy who I went from. The set of was I doing a Christian movie? What? what did, I went from the set. Does of, Rob Zombie like pick you up? No. What did I? I'm asking Tammy. I went from something to Three from Hell. Oh, we were promoting Getting Grace. So Getting Grace <laughs> to Three hell. from Hell to right after that was uh, uh, I did a, a movie in uh, Argentina before it. Like I like that I can I can move to anything because I want to say say this. I'm, I got off the subject, but uh, the talent we're given is a talent. Mm-hmm. I, I it never came with a rule book. It wasn't like you can only don't, you can't be in a Rob Zombie movie, but you can be in a yeah. Christian movie. No, I'm, I'm an actor. That's my job. Yeah. So I'm going to do whatever 
is required within reason for my heart. You yeah. Know? The only stuff I'll I'll turn down is if it's like cruel. Yeah. To human. Uh, right. You know, Rob Zombie's movies are Grant Guggenhall theater. They're not. If anybody takes them seriously, right. they're right. nuts. Mm. It's not meant to be taken and, serious. Again, I, I want. I would. I have one more question. I don't know if, Tom, sure. if you want to do another. But besides getting Grace, um, what would be if, if you had to tell somebody to go watch one of your movies that maybe you're the most proud of? Oh, what would it be? Oh, thank you. Um, I would say if you wanted to get a a smackling of, <laughs> I would say watch River's Edge, uh, uh, which I think uh, I was in an extraordinary position to work opposite Dennis Hopper yeah. uh, and I th I think I did a good job across from him I cave girls unwatchable but uh, <laughs> River's Edge is as good as it was when we made it um, I would say I would say if you want to you know watch the light shift watch the fugitive um, these are movies that I'm, I'm proud of and there's so many others that you'll never see the movie I played Gary Marshall that was a great I, it's called uh, it's called uh, Behind the Camera, the Unauthorized Biography of Mork and Mindy, I think. Mm -hmm. And Gary Marshall, uh, uh, he was the TV creator of the Odd Couple TV series, mm -hmm. which is, to me, the greatest the greatest TV show ever conceived and made and acted. Mm. And so to play the guy who created that, uh, yeah. uh, growing up watching it, and then I'm playing That's the right. guy who yeah. created it, that blew my mind. Uh, and uh, it was a great blessing to me. And so much of my life has been a blessing. But yeah, if you want to watch the beginning and the end, oh, well, hopefully not the end. Give <laughs> <laughs> some time. Well, if you want to watch the beginning and the recent, I'd say River's Edge till yeah. now. And they're both, by the way, uh, one reviewer actually connected both movies. Uh, he said, if you ever wondered what would have happened to that that kid who had such loss in his life, here's how he would grow oh, up. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, although that's not how it really ends up in River's Edge, but it is playing a sad character uh is uh it, it was it was an interesting analogy that he made are you are you in uh getting grace i'm in getting grace too as uh yeah i'm one of the yeah. the leads in it yeah and yeah. director and, and obviously people people should go grab that thank yeah, you for asking well yes. we're gonna have everything um and when, you, when you fire well, up tomorrow you're or is it late tomorrow is you're going or yeah we're doing a thing here in bethlehem although i think your audience will hear this later yeah uh we're doing an event in bethlehem to bring you can put it on the thing to, though to bring oh, yeah, the videos but people can absolutely uh go to getting grace the movie.com for information they could go to getting grace on facebook they could go to daniel roebuck on facebook and we're going to link all of this in the okay. podcast notes so you're you guys whatever you're listening to you can just click right on <laughs> you click click it what and about the book when would the book yeah the book man i want that book i'm i'm close i'll bet you i'm 80 percent. okay i just don't i barely getting grace has been my full-time uh -huh. job for three years uh but i'm 80 percent done with the book it's really it was going to be longer but then i realized Actors, they're not going to be able to read a long book. <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to be a reader to read a long <laughs> book. Uh, but I want them to have the information. So, uh, yeah, I think I'm about 80%. So awesome. let's hope that the book 2019. Awesome. All right. Thank you, well, guys. What a treat it's been to be. This was awesome. Well, no, this thanks for, great. I mean, honestly, and seriously, thanks for, for coming and, and dealing with our uh, modest uh, studio here. We're don't gonna... talk yourself down. <laughs> it's a very cool studio. The only thing I'm not seeing is 
enough pictures of me. But we're, <laughs> well, we're, we, we'll funny, we talked about that before you came on. We were, my wife and Tyler and I were like, would it be weird if we just like covered the uh, studio? And the answer was, it was, it was a. Would he have a, walked out? Is a no. I would have been like, <laughs> like this oh, is great. I'm home. This is a, it's about time. Someone <laughs> recognizes my genius, Tyler. I can't wait to see you perform live. Yeah, George. I, I wish you all the best with Thank everything you, you do, uh, and I appreciate you letting me come. And and I'm yeah. I'm blessed to be here. All right, well, Thank, thank you. you so much. And again, check out all the stuff for getting grace in the notes, and we'll see you guys next time. All right.